This sermon is titled Daily Habits, Daily Routines. Be enriched as you listen. All right, so this is the beginning of a new year. Uh, most of you may have attended our New Year's Day service last Sunday. Uh, just remind us of the word of the Lord that your blessing is coming. Pray through till breakthrough. Don't give up. Pray through till breakthrough. So your blessing is coming. In case you missed this message, you could go to our church website or on YouTube and listen to it as well. This morning, I want to just bring a simple word that would help us as we prepare for the year ahead and possibly even beyond that. I want to talk to us about daily habits and daily routines. Are you ready for it? Daily habits and daily routines. Now, you know, many of us, we tend to look for that big breakthrough. You know, maybe that big opportunity in life, that wonderful promotion or something spectacular big to happen to cause a change in, in our lives, whatever area, whether it's professionally or uh, financially and so on. But what we must remember is more often than not, it is these small things that we do, the small things that we do, which have the potential to bring about big change in our lives. And one of those small set of small things that actually have the potential to bring about dramatic, big change in our lives is our daily habits and daily routines. And so we need to talk about that, and I think it'll be good for us. And of course, we will approach this from a biblical perspective. Now, just think together on, you know, the power of habits and routines. How impactful are these habits and routines? Now, of course, by habits, we mean things that we do naturally. They're part of our behavior, and often we may do, even do them in without thinking, automatically. It's your normal response, it's your habit. You're accustomed, so accustomed to it. And routines, we're talking about things you're doing repeatedly, periodically. It's repeating over and over again. So your daily habits, your daily routines. What are the power, what impact do our daily habits and routines have? So what is the power of daily habits and routines? And I just like to mention just three of them we could you know, definitely think of many more. But number one, our, our, our daily habits and routines, they actually shape who we become. Our habits and routines shape us into what we become. Every day, you, are, you and I, we are doing something that is actually shaping us. Now, yes, there may be that... Uh, you know, sometimes for some of us, we may have that special encounters, those, those dramatic moments, those life-changing moments. Some of us may have that. But for all of us, on a daily basis, our daily habits and routines are actually shaping what we are becoming. They're shaping us. Also, secondly, our habits and routines, they generate the resources we carry within us. You know, we need to be replenished, re-energized physically, emotionally, spiritually. And so our daily habits and routines are actually serving to replenish what we carry within us. Simple example, we all sleep every night. Most of us do, I think. We sleep every day. But, you know, when we don't sleep or we don't have a good night's rest, the next day we feel depleted. We feel less energetic. We drag our feet. And if, we, if that happens one more night, we're gone. It's going to be very difficult to carry on the third day. Why? Because this routine of sleeping is actually helping us. It's replenishing the energy, our strength, 
and so on, so we can continue day after day. And so also spiritually, emotionally, in every area, these habits and routines serve to replenish what we are carrying within us. It's very important. And another thing we can also mention when we talk about the power of habits and routines, we could say that our habits and routines, they determine the direction and destination of our lives. On a daily basis, where you're going is being determined by what you're doing on a reg you know, your habits and your routines. Now, of course, there could be these sudden dramatic turns that happen to some of us, but that doesn't always happen. But what does happen every day, your habits and routines are determining the direction, where you're going, and what you're going to be able to accomplish in life. And so success really is not that one great moment that happened to you, but is actually a summation of all those things you've been doing every day. Are you listening? So our habits and routines, daily habits and routines, they have a big impact on our lives. So we want to talk a little bit, little bit about that. You know, if you look at the Bible and look at some examples, one that comes to our minds almost immediately is that of Daniel. Now Daniel was a Jew, but he, was, he had such a powerful life. He lived such a powerful life because in three different empires, that of the Babylonians, the Medes, and then the Persians, Daniel held such a powerful position in the king's palace. And he was a foreigner, a Jew, an unlikely person to occupy that kind of a position. And yet, his character was impeccable. Nobody could find, could find fault with him. His performance was excellent. Nobody could find fault with his work. And what can we attribute his success to? One of the factors we can point to, which is highlighted for us in Scripture, is Daniel, the scene in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. It says, uh, and this was a moment in his life and things, you know, he had a lot of adversity, difficult situation happening. And it says this, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Now, many of us would pray three times if we found ourselves in a very difficult situation. We'd say, okay, yeah, I need to pray morning, afternoon, three times. But the interesting thing about Daniel is this. He went and he prayed. He went home, he prayed. And the Bible says this was his habit, this was his custom since early childhood. In other words, this was his habit and routine that he had in his life all along, which not only brought him to this place of power and influence and made him this man of character and excellence, but it also sustained him through adversity and through, you know, whatever these kings, the Babylonians, the Medes, the Persians, they were not necessarily nice people, but it sustained him in all of that. What was it? His custom was, his habit was, I will pray three times every day. Morning, noon, evening. What's the habit? Think about Jesus. Look at his example. And it's a very interesting uh, set of verses here in Luke 22, verses 39 and 40. And here again, Jesus was in a very difficult point in his life. He was preparing to go to the cross. And what does the Bible say here? It says, coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. 
Two things I want to highlight. It says, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. Meaning, he'd, he'd done this previously. It wasn't like, hey guys, first time, mountain prayers needed. You know, no. It was something he did. And you know, we will look at some of the scriptures that really highlight this for us. Jesus loved to go out there into the mountain to pray. And it's very interesting. The next verse says, when he came to the place. That means there was a place, a set place in, in that mountain where his disciples knew, hey, that's the place Jesus is going to pray. He came to the place. He said, let's pray. So Jesus had this habit or a custom or a routine. So I want to remind us, maybe encourage us, to think about, especially this week, as we're getting ready for the year ahead of us, what are the habits and the routines that you would like to put in place for your life as you think about the year ahead and beyond? The season of life. Now, life is lived in seasons, seasons change, so your routines will change accordingly. But in this season of life, what are those habits and routines that you would like to put in place? Think about it, maybe even write it down during this week. But to help us do that, I want to talk about these three things. The first thing is the motivation, the why. Then the what, and then the how. If in life, if you have a strong, compelling motivation, the what and the how will take care of itself. But you and I need that strong, compelling motivation. Something that's going to compel us. If the why is strong, then the what, what needs to be done, and how, how are you going to do it, will be addressed. You can take care of it. So the motivation has, is very important. Why are you doing what you're doing? Or why do you, you and I want to set good habits and routines in life? We will talk about the what and the how. We will go about that. But what would motivate us as believers? And I'm coming from a biblical perspective. What would motivate us to have good daily habits and routines? I can think of two things, and I'm sure you can add to this. But I would mention these two. Number one is stewardship. Stewardship simply means that you and I as believers... We look at everything we have as a gift from God. We don't deserve it, but God has been gracious to give it to us. We are stewards. He's, he's put us responsible or as, if you want to say, manage, managers of that. We are stewards of those things. So our health, our breath, the very breath we have today, life that we are able to live today, Whatever else, you know, our resource, the time we have, the money we have, the opportunities we have, the skills we have, the friendships we have, all these things, we look at it as God's gift to us. God has graciously given that to you, and you and I are stewards of that. That means we need to do good with it, take care of it. So, stewardship especially for us as believers, is a strong motivation. That means I need to take care of this. I need to do well with this because this has been graciously given to me by God. Stewardship. So you think about everything you have today in life and you say God has put you as a steward of those things. And so he's expecting you to do, do good, do well with it. So for example, we can think about our body. Think about your body, physical body. You and I are stewards of our physical body. Therefore, we think about how, how and what we eat, the exercise, what you can do, how you rest. You think about those things. Those things you do in a very thoughtful way because you're a steward of your body. We know the scripture, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. It says, don't you know that your body is the temple of God? And you're not your own. In fact, he goes on to say in verse 20, he says, you've been bought with a price. Meaning, God created you and then he went and bought you. 
He made you and then he went and bought you. In other words, it's double thing, double price for you. He created you, but he also bought you. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So you and I, from that perspective, you say, look, I, I want to take care of my body because my body is God's temple. It's what God has given to me. and I want to take good care of it. I want to do the best I can with it. So you watch what you eat. You uh, exercise your body. You know, whether you go for a walk or you jog or you go on the treadmill, you go to the gym, let you, de you decide that. But you do it to take care of your body. Your that's your motivation. Now, some people go to the gym. Yeah, I want to show off my muscles. That's their motivation. It's good for them. For you and me, the motivation is different. My body is God's temple. Let me take care of it. Let me give him a good place, a healthy place to dwell. So if my body is healthy, I can serve God. I can do what he wants me to do. I can do those things. So let me do the best I can with the body God has given me. Stewardship. The second motivation for us as believers is pursuit. What are you going after? Right? So when we know what we, you and I are here to pursue the call of God, we are pursuing His assignment, we are pursuing what God wants us to do. And so in order to pursue that, we establish good habits and routines. So you can look at it, think about it like this. Goals are important. And we, we practice this in many areas of our lives. We set goals. Goals are important because goals give us or they describe for us our destination, where you want to go. They give us direction. So this is how I should get there. Focus. And they also describe the distance. This is how much more ground I have. This is the gap. This is how much more ground I need to cover. So goals are important. They give you your destination, your direction, and the distance you still need to cover. But think about this. Goals are only a wish list. You can write your goal down, you can create a PowerPoint with your goals, but it's not going to happen. What is going to help you and me achieve the goals is the process. The process means it's the daily habits and routines that help us get there. Are you with me? In fact, if you want to argue, we could even argue that the process is more important than the goal. Why? Because you can reach the goal even if you don't have it, but if you have the process. But if you have the goal and don't have the process, you'll go nowhere. Are you with me? So the daily habits and routines, what we are doing, the process, is, is important in order to reach the goal. The Apostle Paul put it like this in Philippians 3, and if you look at that very carefully from this perspective, Philippians 3, 12 to 14, he said, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have, to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So he knows there is a call. He knows there is a destination. God has called me. There's the upward call of God. But on a day-to-day -day basis, this is what's happening. He says, I press on. I'm reaching forward. I'm pressing toward. That's the day-to-day -day process. That's the daily habits and routines. Every day I have to press forward. Every day I have to reach. I know there's a call, but day to day I have to do something. Little, 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 little. So, when we talk about, we understand the, the motivation and uh, we understand that we are stewards, and we're also pursuing something. And in order to get there, my daily habits and routines do matter. 
So what's the motivation for us as believers? Stewardship and pursuit. Pursuit. Stewardship and pursuit. And pursuit means every day I'm doing something to reach a place which I feel God wants me to get to. So, I'm assuming all of us are very motivated now. <laughs> the why is very solid. I want to be a good steward. I'm pursuing God's call. Now, what must I do as part of my daily routines? And here's what I'd like to share with us here on the what. The what can be expressed as priorities. What is important to you in this season of life? What are your priorities? Now, as believers, we know that God is concerned or God cares about our person, spirit, soul, and body. So, you start out with that list. Spirit, soul, body. Spiritually, mentally, or my soul, my body. Then you add to that list, what are your priorities? Now, so I just put down a few things here. Uh, your list may not look exactly like this. This is just an example. You know, spiritual life, the mind, the soul, the body, family, relationships. You may, what, you may add finances to it. You may add your professional career to it. You may add uh, serving in church and ministry. What is your prayer? What are your list of priorities? Put it down. And for each of those areas, think about the good habits and routines you need to have in place. Example, spiritual life. Good habit and routine. Every day, spend time reading your Bible and prayer. When you do it, we'll talk about that later, but on a daily basis. Just like you, you and I eat food, physical food for our bodies. Because Jesus said, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word, by the word of God. So just like how we eat every day physically, spiritually, daily, whatever time you can. We'll talk about that in the how. In the how but we're talking about the what now. Spiritual life. Have daily habits and routines that nourish your spiritual Read the Bible, take some time to pray, talk to God, worship. You may have other routines that are weekly. Example, attend a Bible study or a life group. Sundays, you're coming here. This happens every week. So this is a weekly routine. But it is helping your spiritual life. So you may have daily routines, weekly, maybe something that happens once a month. Fine. Then think about your mind. Your mind needs to be continuously educated. You say, Pastor, I graduated from college 25 years ago. Don't disturb me now. Good, you, did. you graduated 25 years ago, whatever that was. But that doesn't mean you need to stop learning. Keep on learning. You know, whatever your interest, whatever area of your work, keep on learning. Use your mind. God gave it to you. So, how are you going to take care of your mind, nurture your mind? That's up to you. you. You decide. What are your interests? For me, in my spare time, I like technology. So I continue to, you know, play with technology, study, learn new things, update, you know, upgrade my knowledge and skill. And, and of course, one area is where I can use it is I can use it for the church. And I can use it for what we are doing, how we are leveraging technology for ministry. So, if, you know, right now I'm just immersing myself in cloud computing and learning all of that and artificial intelligence and machine learning. And nowadays, you don't need to be a statistician to learn these things. A lot of these things have already been developed. You just need to go know how to use these tools and then leverage it for what you want to accomplish. So I'm immersing myself in that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've got our systems as a church 
Many of, the, of these systems are legacy systems, monoliths, and we've got to move them into microservices architecture. Just to let you know, I understand a little bit. You know? We need to move them to these, this modern architecture, and so we need to stay up to the times. And then we can leverage artificial intelligence and machine learning to answer your questions, <laughs> to serve the church. You know, all these things are there. So I immerse myself in technology. I like to learn and then see how we can use it for ministry. So, that's my spare time. What are you doing to keep your mind alert, sharp? Your interests. I'm not saying everybody has to do technology. Whatever you are interested in, you keep learning, and then you see how you can use it for whatever, your work, your career, to help other people, whatever. Then your body, we already spoke about it, your diet, your exercise, uh, you take care of your body, your rest. Those things are important, so put that in. These are habits I'm going to do. And then think about what you can do. Family. Family is very important. You see, family relationships don't happen just because you live in the same house. You have to have certain habits and routines to build that relationship. Example, simple things. Have tea or coffee, whatever you drink, or if you don't, just drink water. Tea, have a, you know, spend 15 minutes with your spouse in the mornings. Now, Amy and I, I'm not saying that we do this every day, but we have a little portico veranda. We sit out there, have tea, coffee, 15 minutes, chat a little bit. And then in the evenings, we have dinner together. And after dinner, we sit and talk. And we've been doing this all the time the kids were, so it's family time. It's a habit. It's a routine. Now, yes, if we are traveling, I may not be there, or one of us may not be there. Those are exceptions. But I'm talking, normally, this is part of our habit and routine. Because if you don't do this, it's not going to happen just because four of you are living in the same house. You've got to make it a habit. You've got to make it a routine. Very quiet here. <laughs> But that's family. It's priority. There may be some weekly things you do. Every Sunday, 6 p.m., Amy will call her parents. They'll be either in Singapore or Malaysia, but she'll call. And I'll sit many times. I sit next to her. And Amy's mom is so good. She listens to our Sunday sermon as soon as it's over. 6 p.m. and we're on the call. She gives me a summary. <laughs> this is the point. Three points. Four points you said. But that's a weekly routine. Yeah? Family, because family is important. You need to spend time. It's not going to happen by itself. You know, you've got to intensely dial those numbers and say hello. Right? Uh, when our kids were growing up, Saturday mornings was blocked out for the children. Uh, I would go play soccer with Joshua. Then we'd take Joshua and Ruth to... Uh, music class, we would always stop at Sanctuary, have our special omelet there. I don't know if uh, Mrs. Indrani is here today, but uh, that was our Saturday morning routine, special Sanctuary omelet and breakfast and then music class. You know, and then Ruth was visiting us for two weeks, she was here. Uh, we went to the Sanctuary, just a pilgrimage visit, you know, to bring back those memories. Hey, Ruth, you remember? We used to come and sit here and have breakfast and we used to go to music class. Beautiful memories. But those memories didn't happen by accident. You had to intentionally create those memories. And to create those memories, you need to put it, you need to make a habit. You need to put it as a routine. Otherwise, they'll never happen. Are you listening? Because family is important. You know, and I always, and I, I say this in pastors' conferences because pastors need to hear it. I tell them, when you are taking care of your family, you are doing ministry. It's like a big revelation, you know. Yeah, when you're serving your family, you're doing ministry, as important as standing on the pulpit and preaching. That ministry was given to you before God gave you the pulpit. So that's a big shock for many pastors, you know, that when you serve coffee to your wife, I tell them purposely, because every morning I make coffee for Amy, so I tell them purposely, I make coffee for my wife. So you go make coffee for your wife. You know. Most Indians sit down and wait for coffee to come. 
We need to change that. Yeah. So the point is this. Uh, this has to become an intentional habit and a routine for us, family, relationships, friendships. Put it down. What are your priorities? So the what is determined by your priorities. I'm just mentioning a few. And, you know, start simple. So this week, think about what are the good habits, what are the good routines you can put in your life for the things that are priority for you in this season. Now, later on, season will change. Kids will grow up. They'll be gone. It'll just be you and your spouse or more time for your spouse. And, you know, kids are not there and so on. All those things. Seasons will change, of course. And so you rearrange your priorities at that time. But in this season of life, what are your priorities? Now, for those of you in college, here's how, you know, when I was in college, engineering college, I had my priorities, okay? Study is important, but um, during the week, Wednesdays, Bible study, that's part of what I would do. Saturday evenings, fellowship, student fellowship, what I do, Sunday church. Rest, I'm studying. Every day, go for a jog. Or they were early years played soccer, then didn't have that much time, so go for a jog, go to the gym, one hour. Part of my schedule. So if you have that, as a college student, you can take care of your studies, you can take care of your spiritual life, you can take care of your physical health, you can also take care of your social life. You have time for everything. Why? You've, you've, you've made, you've defined your habits and routines. You've put it in place. And so you can do it. Are you listening, college students? Some of some. <laughs> okay. But the point is this. Start simple. You know, don't try to swallow the whole world. No. Start simple. Start with easy, small, incremental changes. Now, I want to share a few quotes from a book called Atomic Habits. It was uh, released in 2018. It's not a Christian book. It's a, it's a book uh, written by James Clear. It's a general self-help book, Atomic Habits. It's a good read. I encourage you to read it. But here are some of, and he calls them atomic habits because he says, you know, simple things, small things, small changes, small habits have big impacts. So atomic habits. It's a good read. I'll give you some quotes from his book. The seed of every habit is a single tiny decision. The seed for every habit is a decision. It's a tiny decision. But as that decision is repeated, a habit sprouts and grows stronger. Roots entrench themselves and branches grow. The difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. The difference a tiny improvement can make over time is? Think about this. If, you, if your wife or your husband is complaining, she or he doesn't have any time for me, try 15 minutes a day. Times six days. How many is that? That's about two hours already, all right? 15, four, five, six, one and a half hours. At the end of the week, just 15 minutes, your wife says, whoa, you spent one and a half hours with me. <laughs> or your husband, whoever. Just 15 minutes a day, a small improvement will make a big change. So the difference, uh, any tiny, a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. Uh, some of these things we know. Success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations. Last quote. Breakthroughs, breakthrough moments are often the result of many previous actions which build up the potential required to unleash a major change. Breakthrough moments are often the result of many previous actions. So there's a repetitive series of actions which then bring you up. They build up the potential and then you experience a major change. So those daily habits and routines can bring that about. 
The last thing. So we talked about the why. We talked about the what, which is whatever our priorities for you. Now, the how. Two things are important when we talk about the how. How to have daily, have good daily habits and routines is schedule and space. Schedule means your time, a time of day, time of week. Schedule and space, time and place. If we fix these two things, it's going to help us develop good daily habits and routines. Because when you have a set time, you know this is what you're going to do today. You're not trying to figure out what am I supposed to do. And you have a place, you enjoy going back to that place. To do that. When we, we spoke about Daniel, oh, let me just back up. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, the Apostle Paul wrote, he said, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. So if you put this in simple language, modern English, he says, be smart, be wise, take control of your time, because there are a lot of distractions. So if the Apostle Paul was to write the same words today, he'd probably have said something like this. He'd have said, hey guys, be smart, be wise, Take control of your time because you've got a lot of distractions. So what's it? He's telling you and me to take control of our time. Redeem your time. Take control of your time. Because there's a lot of things happening around us that will distract us and waste time. So take control. So we're talking about schedule and space. So... You have your daily, weekly, monthly schedule. Like I said, you can plan things out. And some of us love to plan. You, know, you have your weekly calendar, your weekly. I like to plan. So, you know, we've planned, no, we've planned all the sermons we're going to preach to you this whole year. It's all planned. Yeah. Done. Uh, we're, we release our church calendar. We release, so we, we, we plan things. And it's good to plan. Similarly, you plan your habits and routine. So, you know, if you look in the Bible, it's very interesting that even God wanted certain things to be done at certain times. Example, in the Old Testament, he said, this is in Exodus chapter 30, verse 7 and 8, he said, the priest, Aaron, Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense Every morning when he tends the lambs, he shall burn incense on it, verse 8. And when Aaron lights the lambs at twilight in the evening, he will burn incense. So think about this. God is very particular. He said, I want Aaron to come and burn incense, but do it every morning, every evening. And they would have understood it as 6 a.m., 6 p.m. Every morning, every evening. He didn't say... Priest, come and burn incense whenever you like. Just burn something. No. Every day, every morning, every evening. 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. God was giving time. Put it in your schedule. This is what has to happen. You burn incense. Schedule. We talked about Daniel. We talked about Jesus. You also see this in the life of David. In Psalm 55, 16 and 17, David says this. He says, As for me, I will call upon the Lord, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and noon, I will pray and cry aloud. This is David. Evening, morning, noon, I will pray. So it seems like David had put it into his schedule. I'll pray. Evening, morning, noon. 6 p.m., 6 a.m., 12 noon. I'll pray. I'm not saying we have to do the same thing. I'm just pointing to examples that these people intentionally made a habit, made a routine of what was important to them. Seeking God was one of that. They put the time. Evening, morning, noon. I'll pray. In addition to schedule... Space is important. That is the venue, the place. Daniel, he went to his room. He faced Jerusalem. He prayed. 
Jesus, we mentioned, he went to the Mount of Olives. Now let me just run through the scriptures here in the Gospels and look at how often Jesus went to the mountain. Matthew 14, 23. He sent the multitudes away. He went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Mark 135, he went up early morning. He rose up early morning. He went to a quiet place, to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Mark 646, he sent them away. He departed to the mountain to pray. Luke 612, in those days he went up to the mountain to pray, and he continued all night. John 6.15, Jesus perceived they were going to come and take him and make him king. He departed again to the mountain alone to pray. What's the point? He had a place. He loved to go to the mountains. So it's good to have a place. Now, as I will mention shortly, we're not trying to become legalistic, but I'm saying these are things that help us develop good habits and routines. So, for prayer, have a place in your room, wherever you, wherever you are. Say, that's the place I'm going to go and pray. And you can always change it, it's okay. But it's a quiet place. You read your Bible, have your coffee, tea, whatever. Pray, read your Bible. In our home, I have two very favorite places to pray. One is the space between the living room and the dining room. This is at 4 o'clock, 4 or 5 in the morning. There's no disturbance. I like to walk and pray. So that's my place. I walk and pray, walk and pray, walk and pray. If it's daytime, the bedroom becomes a sacred place. I pray there. So these are two places. At home, I like to pray. When I'm alone, there's nobody disturbing. You do what you like. You have a place. You have a schedule, a set time, a place where you can go and same thing with all the other habits, your exercise. You, know, you could go for a walk outside, or you could use the gym. You feel wherever you're comfortable, go exercise, do something. Take care of your body, your mind, and every other area of your life. So schedule and space. Both of these are important to us. You know, in Matthew 6 and verse 6, Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room. Go to your secret place and pray. Worship Simpliska. So, in closing, I just want to make this statement that we are not advocating legalism. I'm not saying you have to do this. You have to. That's, that's not the point. Some people think, oh, now pastor is saying daily habit, daily routine, this, this. No. These are things to help you and me discipline ourselves. We believe in discipline. Discipline yourself. Have good habits good routines, because they are shaping what you're becoming. They are helping you in your inner strength, which you need for everyday life. And they are also helping, setting you up in the direction that you're going to take and the destination you're going to reach. That's determined by your daily habits and routines. Amen? So think about that this week. Think about, you list out your areas of priorities. What are one or two habits you can do? Don't try to do everything. Start with a few things. What can you do for your spiritual life? What can you do for your uh, mental health, your health, your mind? If you're a student, automatically, you know, you have your courses to study. Uh, if you're a professional, then in your area of work, maybe you can do some management course. Maybe you can learn some new technologies or new skills, whatever. Strengthen your mind, your body. We spoke about it, your diet, your exercise, your rest. Other areas, family relationships, friendships, church, ministry, maybe managing your finances, maybe saving for your future or uh, uh, in your place of work. So many things. What are, what are priorities to you? What are the habits you can develop? Think about that. Put them in your schedule. Have a place where you will practice those habits. And if you enjoy it, you'll always return to that place. If you enjoy a certain restaurant, you keep returning back there. You always return to your place of enjoyment. So if you enjoy a habit, you enjoy something, you'll keep going back. That's the advantage of having a schedule, having a place. Do it. Ultimately, all of us, 
want to please God. We all want to live lives that glorify God. One of the ways we can do it is by having good habits, good routines, so that over time we can bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's rise to our feet, please. And I want you to, as you stand before God, just ask Him to give you wisdom and grace. You know, we are all in different seasons of life, so we are all not going to have the same schedule and not the same routine. But in whatever season of life you are in, say, God, help me to live it well. Live it well. Live it in a way that will glorify you. Will honor you. As you look ahead to the future, God is with us. He's with you on this journey. You're not doing it alone. He's with you. fills the night it cannot hide the light whom shall I fear you crush the enemy underneath my feet you are my sword and shield those troubles linger still whom shall I fear I know who goes before me, I know who stands behind, the God of angel army is always by my side, the one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine, the God of angel armies is always by my
Father, we just pray the wisdom and the grace of the Holy Spirit on each one of us, God, that we will live life well with wisdom in a way that will bring honor and glory to your name, in a way that will bless those around us. Help us by your Holy Spirit. Give each one of us the wisdom we need. Give each one of us the grace we need, God, to make whatever changes or adjustments that we need to make so that we can live life well and be a blessing to those around us. Father, I pray for breakthroughs in the lives of people. Father, for those who are who need breakthroughs for their jobs, their careers. And Father, we thank you that even as they cooperate with you, they work at it a little at a time, your grace empowers them and your blessing brings about the breakthrough in their lives, Father. Thank you that you bless each one in the, all the work that we set our hands to. Bless homes, bless families, so we can enjoy the good things you intended for us in our homes, in our families, with our children, with our spouse. And because you designed all of this for good. Help us to receive your wisdom and be able to enjoy the goodness of God in our lives. And make us a blessing, Father, to other people in our places of work, in our schools, in our colleges. May we enrich the lives of those we interact with and just bless them. Thank you, Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcw.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.